From the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast. Oh my goodness, that was, wow, we're really loud. In my headphone anyway. That was the best clap we've ever had. Think so? Which is odd because usually people don't compliment the fact that they have the clap. (laughs) (laughs) It's Tiny House Podcast, I'm Perry. I'm MJ. I almost forgot to introduce the show. (laughs) (laughs) It would not be the first time, believe it or not. It would not not be the first time. Sometimes we get hot and heavy on our uh, banter. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we forget our shit. It's because our stuff is so good. The things we do, the things we <clears throat> say, the people we have on the show. Yep. Our listeners are awesome. All one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. Hi, Joe. Exactly. Hi, Joe. Um, so, uh, something's missing. It's quieter than normal. It is quieter than normal. Why is that? Alexa. Plays a song. Here's a station you might like. Vocal Uh-oh. Jazz from Amazon Music. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it's only quieter than normal because we didn't ask her to sing yet, right? Oh, I love this song. Makes me want to cry. <laughs> it is a perfect song. Pensive. <laughs> what a wonderful world. How long do you think this is going to go? I don't know. Is it going to go to full length? Alexa, I... thank you. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, stop playing music. There we go. So she doesn't do well on passive requests. Not really. Not really. But that was a good choice of songs. Yeah. It was funny. I was doing some research on Alexa, the original Alexa. Uh-oh. And um, She's listening now. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and noticed. I'm not sure. <laughs> and realized that, uh, that not only is that one. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I guess I can't do that. because We we're call on. it Alex, remember? Yeah. We said we'd call it yeah, Alex. Not only is Alex... The name of the research entity, but Amazon bought uh, Alex uh, with an A. Alex with an A. Alex <laughs> yes. with an A. Well, that's interesting because we've asked her to play songs before, and she's never actually dropped the A word before. Like, here's a song from the Amazon playlist. Like, she's never oh, that's said true. That. Yeah, so they must. They're man. They're going to get their brand name in there, whether we like it or not. And we're going to get our guest in here, no matter whether we like it or not. But. <laughs> He's already here. He is. He is. Is he here? Yep. Who is our guest today? Our guest today is someone that our listeners are fond of. I can tell you that from our feedback. Our guest today is, is someone, that true? Yes. We get feedback that this guest is. Yeah, we really? got. Yeah, I've been asked um, more than a few times. Is he married? I was going to ask you right? that. That's one thing. <laughs> um, people ask, um, like, oh, or they'll comment on it. Oh, I love his voice. I really, really like his he's, voice. He's a, he, he sounds like the strong and silent type. 
Right. Um, so, yeah. The funny thing is, however, about our guest today is for as much as we know about him, um, there's so much more we don't. So I I sent out a special request um, and uh, to invite our guest today. Well, and it's funny because... <clears throat> We started this whole shebang right. with no background on this guest, right? <laughs> or uh, either you or I, right? Actually, you you're well, well but, known. Yeah, by now. well, by this point, I've just done so much commentary. Yeah. I mean, people know that I drink wine and collect shoes, and my story is almost <laughs> old news at this point. Um, but we're, we're going to get we're going to talk to you about your backstory someday if you want if you're going to let us. Well, it'll be interesting to see how you're going to introduce. That person as a guest also. Okay. <laughs> as I try to be <laughs> indirect in answering that question. So, without <laughs> further ado, we'd like to welcome our guest to the show today, Mark Grimes. Welcome to the show, Mark. Wow. Oh. Oh, Isn't that funny how we decided to do that? At the I same know. Time? I can I just was... smell listeners' disappointment right now. <laughs> 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 it's like, oh, God. <laughs> So before we get started, I want to give just a little bit of backstory about how I met Mark. So for our listeners that do not know, we have a real recording studio, and it is in a space in downtown Portland called Ned Space. So Ned Space is a think tank or an incubator. If you were to describe Ned Space with one word, what would you call it, Mark? Co-working. Co-working, so it's a co-working space, um, and this is an iteration um, of. I think you've had three or four different locations since we've met. But I originally met Mark at an event here in Portland where the some entrepreneurs, as um, basically, it was a what? I, what do they call that? So entrepreneurs get up on stage and they pitch for funding. What's that called? Pitch. A pitch event. Oh, pitch yeah. event. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's simple. Mm-hmm. So I got up to pitch at the time I was working on a project. The embellishments. Embellishments, mm-hmm. yes. That was somewhat underwhelming at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mark, however, um, came up after my pitch and introduced me because he <laughs> he was sort of inspired by how I took a fairly mundane product and made it Overwhelming, or did at he least say relatable. That? What did you I say? I really appreciate how you took this mundane product. Well, <laughs> actually, that was kind of the. I mean, he was said, "Was it really what you said?" Well, I mean, he said he had no, like, no expectations. He's like, he's sitting there going, "Really? It's umbrella jewelry, first of all, which is like, what the hell, you know? Yeah, who has that idea? Like, yeah, and obviously now, after three years, you know it's her. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like the combination of the unusualness of the idea combined with Michelle's presentation style mm-hmm. was just perfect. So he just came up to introduce himself and said, you know, let's have coffee or let's meet. <clears throat> and uh, I, um, another reason why I invited Mark to be our official guest today is because I think it's very valuable in our lives to, to have people in our lives that get us and that yes. support us yes. and um, that are also very um, objective. And I think... Um, Mark and I have become friends, and I really, really relate to him. And I think that other people, a lot of other people, can probably also relate to his experience um, as well. I agree. So, um, Mark, let's bring this to the tiny house movement. How the heck did you get involved in tiny houses? Well, let's see. How many years ago was it? Eight years ago. Was it that long ago? It was about a year and a half after NetSpace started. Yeah, in Mm -hmm. our in our first location. Um, I was doing some research into container homes 
because I was very interested in that. And funny how things come full circle. But right. anyway. Um, and, and container homes were interesting, albeit a little boxy and containerish. So there wasn't a lot of creativity there, per se. Um, and out of that came, I mean, tiny houses were barely a spark at that time. I mean, yeah. barely. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, I mean, it, what they, I don't, heck, I don't think any real websites existed for them even then. I don't think. Uh, Tiny, tiny House, blog? yes, Did Tiny it? House okay. blog was really? up. Um, tiny Revolution okay, was up really? at the time, um, and Tiny House Build. Um, uh, yeah, I think okay. there's only about three or four. So there though. wasn't a lot. That's pretty impressive, though. Yeah, that those only three about three or four. Were, right. Yeah, so mm-hmm. very early players, obviously, and that's probably the ones that I found. Although right. probably more in general, found pictures more than anything else. Right. So out of that, um, Perry and I spent a lot of time looking at what some business models might be. And, and most of the things we kept coming up with is, well, we don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's like, oh. And, and even to this day now, here we are, you know, eight to nine years later. And it's like the laws are still very fuzzy and how can you really make any money? And we were doing it not just to make, we were looking into it and exploring it not just to make money, but also because it was a really interesting thing to do. And it fit into a lot of the beliefs that we have in terms of, minimalism and people that don't need all the crap in their lives and, and, you know, people trying to create a better world, not trying to create more shit that they own, that that Mm -hmm. owns them, so to speak. Um, But as we kept kind of jotting down different ideas and different things, one of the things came out of it was, well, maybe we don't, like, build homes and do this and do that. Maybe instead we look at some of the digital and online support media for it. It's like, that's something we could do. And then that sat there for at least two or three years probably, too. And then... You know, after reconnecting with you and, and uh, you know, we committed to buying a whole $50 um, handheld recorder. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, which I have in here somewhere, uh-huh. which I should get framed, really, because that's the kind of the start of the whole beast. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. Well, that was also a funny conversation because, again, I had circled back with Mark for an entirely different reason and said, you know, can I, can I borrow you for a half hour? And... I had told him that I was interested in doing a tiny house or whatever, and then he had already been talking with you, Perry, about mm. the containers, and really? we're like, wow, we're both kind of circling the same you know, arena and mm-hmm. didn't even know it. Um, but again, at that time, that was just so such an enigma. Mm-hmm. That was 2014 when we really started talking about I it I remember first. that night, too, because it was at... It was at a Ned space. We had an evening event, and it was a uh, we had t- we were talking to people that had pitched in front of the show Shark Tank, right? Or I tried to, yes. And so it was the after event. We were sitting out in the lobby, yep. and you're like, "Hey, let me show you this thing." And I know you had the drawing, and you might have even had the model yet, maybe. No, I don't. No, I don't think you had it then. Right. But anyway, but but you'd had it, and you right. had it pretty sketched out, and yeah. it was like, "Yep, exactly." Yeah, that was a fun event too. I remember Dave Dahl. That was one of the events that Dave Dahl was there. Yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun kind of uh, after. Again, for our listeners, don't know that I actually did interview for the show Shark Tank with embellishments. Um, obviously, never got on the show, but it was a super fun experience. Flew down to LA and all that fun stuff. Wow. So, one of the things I find fascinating about you, Mark. Correct me if I'm wrong. You've never worked for somebody else. Uh, You've always been your own man. Is that correct? Is that a correct statement? Out of college, I had two other jobs for well under a year and then started my own thing. Yeah, I started my first company in 1989. And uh, I remember you telling me kind of indirectly why that was the case. And 
I'm hoping that you remember what you told me because I'm going to ask you to tell me tell oh, shit. our listeners that story. I got to be like, consistent. Like, why did you? Yeah. yeah. Like, why did you? <laughs> why did you end up focusing on starting yeah, your own yeah. businesses? That, well, I know one of the reasons was you know my dad had worked for the same company for over 40 years, <clears throat> um, and he was in his burr, probably I guess 60s at the time, and uh, it was a grocery chain up and down the West Coast, Treadwell and Prairie Markets, and he got laid off, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh shit. And this would have been back during the, well, during the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, here this guy put his life into a company back when people did that. Didn't get a gold watch, got a see you later. And I'm like, wow. I mean, and, and you know, he busted his ass and, and treated it like his own startup. I mean, mm-hmm. he really put a lot of time in every week. And I'm like, I'm just never going to let that happen to me. And I've always had it, even when I did have a few sort of jobs and jobs in high school. I've never worked for anybody I've worked with them mm-hmm. that's been my kind of mindset mm-hmm. in it so even though they're cutting the checks you know I never took it on like an employee I always took it on like I had some kind of ownership in it even if I didn't hmm. and where um, where did that mindset come from that's really interesting that you would have at such a young age you would have seen it that way did your parents teach you that or yeah I mean th- no they weren't entrepreneurs you know my mom was a banker and a librarian um I think, I, I don't have a really good answer for that, really. I mean, my grandparents were uh, down in Albany, had a farm, and they had a little uh, produce stand that they built. Well, not little, it's twice as big as what we're sitting in right now, <laughs> you know, with refrigeration and all this complex oh, wow. stuff that my grandfather bought. But they ran this little farm stand, and people would drive to it and kind of up in the hills in Albany, Oregon. And so there was a little bit of an entrepreneurship thing there, but not. that's certainly not what drove drove me. I think it was one in seeing what happened to my dad, then kind of wanting to drive my own destiny somehow. It's funny that you mentioned your father's uh, Im- impressions that, that influenced you. My father had um, was a hairdresser and a landscape architect. Wow. And simultaneously. Wow. And he told us or told me um, very early on, the worst person in the world to work for is yourself. Never work for yourself. It is a pain in the ass. Mm. There, you have employees. You have taxes. Don't ever, ever, ever. You, it's not. You know, you're constantly sweating about the next, you know, paycheck. And so he had advised me very early in life not to do that. And so I went and did the corporate grind for so long. And now I'm on the other end, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, that probably wasn't the best idea for someone like me. I think. Right. It, yeah. You think it's a personality thing that sort of certain personality types or certain mindsets are more amenable to that risk of working for yourself? Well, I mean, I think you know there are people out there like Muhammad Yunus that invented um, microfinance, and he says everybody's an entrepreneur. It's like, no, there's 7 billion people on the planet. They're all not entrepreneurs. Plus, there needs to be people that work. <laughs> there needs to be the workers. Right. So I think maybe 5 or 10% of the people have a, a good shot at really being entrepreneurs. But there are a lot of people where it's like, oh, my God, if they don't have that guaranteed paycheck, that's just freaking them out. Now, that doesn't mean that when they get laid off because the people that are running the company right. fuck it up, right. well, they still are just as at risk. Right. That's where I feel probably not right but i feel more in charge of my own thing um because if at least if it goes in the crater i'm the one doing it you know and i can accept that responsibility rather than some bean counter or somebody else running the company into the ground right huh Mm -hmm. so you were interested originally in container houses Mm -hmm. but then you discovered tiny houses and and discovered tiny houses online of course 
um, started pushing around in, in those areas a little bit. And it finally, you know, and, and throughout this whole process, NetSpace has been around. Um, and then looked at, um, we looked at doing, uh, you know, Perry and I have looked at doing developments. You know, we've looked at doing a tiny house street of dreams way before any tiny house jamborees or anything existed. Really? Yeah. Um, but, you know, let's see, what's a good way to say this? I'm a believer that, that, that your startup idea, unless you're going to raise money, which is a whole different beast, if you, right. want, if you want it to go, you need to have momentum and traction and things that pull it forward, and then you let it happen. And the things that we worked on were like, nah, that it's wasn't quite it. Nah, that's not yeah. it. Right. That's not it. Um, and then the thing that came to it is like, you know, let's talk to this woman named Michelle. Let's talk about doing this podcast thing. And, uh, and that's what finally created this madness. Which is weird because we don't, I would say we did not have the momentum that you were just talking about pulling us along in this. It was more something that we were already interested in. And the podcast format lended itself to further exploration. Yep. I think yeah. we started recording. I think we started recording, you're right, prior to our momentum. But I think mm-hmm. that was part of our due diligence. I think we agreed, kind of like, well, we're going to start Let's this thing and see where it goes mm-hmm. and see if we like it. And mm-hmm. I think we've kept it going, obviously not for monetary reasons. Right. <laughs> um, me, anyways, I'm not necessarily for monetary reasons. We're, but we've yeah. kept it going because we enjoyed this company and we have a really good time. And so I think it's a great combination of, of combining your passion and your friends mm-hmm. and and, um, now, I have gotten, of course, some, something, shall we say, out of it monetarily. Um, I think it's fun to be able to travel and call myself the hostess. But so, um, so again, you've looked at several different sort of iterations. What is your perception, like your perception of the overall tiny house movement? Mm-hmm. I mean, are you optimistic? Are you pessimistic? Are you still looking at uh, kicking around ideas? Uh, I'm. Oh, that was the three questions, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, I think it is. It's never going to hit wide mainstream. You okay. know, it's it's like other things that are like it's out there. It's in the it's in consumer mindsets, but it's just ne- not everybody can live in three hundred or four hundred square feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's okay. I think where it still works and it is going to work a lot is people are going to be forced to look at other alternative living methods over the next ten to. 30 years as people haven't saved enough for retirement. Right. So the houses are going to get smaller. People are going to want to travel and do other things as they get older and, and have the ability to do that, but not have a huge home mm-hmm. at home. So kind of minimalists and people mm-hmm. who want to own less crap. Um, so I'm positive along those lines that, and that's the direction it's all going. It's not like I'm looking more than five minutes into the future. Right. I mean, I think that's kind of a natural thing. Um, if there's anything that I'm looking at right now, um, the potential for doing something with containers and co-working might mm-hmm. exist, right. possibly. So, still, you know, still been looking at that as far as uh, something that could be potentially another Ned Space mm-hmm. or Ned Space location. Hmm. Very cool, Ned mm-hmm. Space too. Mm-hmm. Container in a box. Would you Would you <laughs> ever consider living in a tiny house yourself? I don't think I couldn't do three hundred square feet, but I could do some combination of two or three containers. Mm-hmm. So at 320 feet of wax, so I could do 640 or 980 yeah. or whatever the math is on that mm-hmm. 960. I could are, do that. Are you not into the format of a traditional tiny house? You're more interested in the container 
um, modular type. Well, look. I mean, once it hits close to a thousand square feet, it just can't be a tiny house. Right. And I just don't see a situation where Pam and I can live in something quite that small. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had, and I've mentioned this before, we had a log cabin down at the beach that was mm, 11, 1200 square feet. Mm-hmm. And that was fine. And it didn't even, wouldn't even have to be that big for two of us. Right. Although we've got a family of five and right. uh-uh, that's mm-hmm. not going to work. <laughs> right. So, uh, But I could see doing that. Pam and, Pam and I have been having discussions recently about, you know, <clears throat> where do we want to be in five years? You know, do we want to have a place maybe at the beach in Portland, but a much smaller place? Right. But it's never hit the conversation of a tiny place. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it can. I think realistically, right. we just both know that's not going to work for us. But isn't that part of the, shall we say, that's part of the normalization of the movement. That's the, you go to one extreme and mm-hmm. then it kind of balances itself out. Yeah. Right? There's, I'm never, even when I moved into 204 square foot house, I never ever envisioned owning a hundred things. I never ever envisioned fitting everything into my two, but so there's that normalization, I think. Right. Yeah. So you said you have a family of five. Mm-hmm. How long have you and Pam, Pam is his wife, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been married? I've been married 33 years in a row. <laughs> to the same woman. <laughs> and our boys are 20, 22, and 24. Or almost 20, 22, and 24. All still live at home, along with our dog. So, you know, there's a lot of us in a house still. Even though right. we've got 3,000 square feet, it's like, you know, there's always something going on. Mm-hmm. I met someone recently and I asked him, we we're talking about tiny houses or something. And he says, you know, he says, I live in a tiny house. It's 1,200 square feet and there's eight of us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There yeah. you go. It's all relative. Yeah, it is all relative. Interesting. Well, and one of the things Pam and I have talked about doing, which I still hope we can do, is maybe in two or three years out, live overseas for a year. And just that way we don't, you know, the kids aren't forced to move out. Instead, they're the caretakers of the house and we get the hell out of Dodge right. for a year and can just enjoy travel without having to worry about, you know, one of the reasons most people have to return home is to take care of the house things, mm-hmm. to yeah. take care of bills and to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of people that travel out, they have to go home. Well, this way we wouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Hmm. Ned's base will take care of itself? I'll make it take care of itself. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, for that's sure. time. Yep. What is what do you so what do you think about um housing for the homeless, tiny housing for the homeless? Mm-hmm. I already know, but then this yeah. don't really have a yeah. Well I don't there's a lot of tiny housing for the homeless that's out there that's just shacks for homeless people. They're not really what we would consider tiny homes. I agree. And that's that's not cool. I don't think not cool for who the homeless people. Yeah, or for the- it's not cool to. It's not cool for the homeless people to say here you get you must you know a tent would probably be better than the crap they're providing these people. Hmm. Um, on one hand, on the other hand, I'm not too crazy about what I think that that kind of does for the brand of tiny houses. Um, when all of a sudden you're just, uh, it looks like a solution for the homeless, but what about you know the brand of trying to make something that's interesting for everybody, not just homeless. So I don't think, you know, I don't see that as a hundred percent of the solution. Mm. Um, I think there are better, there are better things out there and just providing a home to a homeless person and thinking that homelessness has been solved, obviously isn't the issue. Right. I mean, we've got mental problems and drug and alcohol abuse and some other stuff. And I just think that that's, uh, it's just too simple of a solution um, to a much more complex problem. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about the the idea of getting rid of all your shit so that you're more free? Oh, I love that. Yeah, why I do you love, love that? that? 
because you because you have a three thousand square foot house, you've got four kids, you can't get rid of them. Oh, um, but I, I know you're trying. Oh, but I, uh, I mean, you've got how many? How many? You've got a lot. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not yeah. being negative. Yeah, no, I'm just laying out what you've got. You know, you've got a, a yep. big house, so, a nice house, so, lots of cars. You know, yeah, we have five people, five cars. Yep. Which people are like, holy shit! It's like, well, these guys got to get to their jobs. I got to yep. work. It's like it'd be hard. To, it'd really be hard to have five people and four cars. It really it'd would be, be. It'd be difficult, mm-hmm. especially everybody working. I mean, honestly, I do. I do. Mm-hmm, this is a weird kind of thing, but I will. You know, like be in our living room and I'll look around. It's like if I had to move to a tiny house or just something smaller. It's like, right. what in here do I give a shit about that I take? And in this one room, it's like, hmm. You know that um, that dresser over there, and maybe that photo over there, or that. So, so most of the stuff, it's like I'd abandon that crap in a minute, <laughs> and I even do that in my library. It's like, okay, here's hundreds of books, you know, and there's a hundred where I know the people that wrote them. Those are the ones I take. Everything else, goodwill. Yeah, it reminds me of the movie The Jerk. It's all, all I, I need. It's <laughs> this chair and this coat. And, oh, and this, this. Ashtray. Yeah. yeah. I just need this coat and his <laughs> and chair a, and his oh, ashtray. Oh, no, one more thing. And, yeah. and his paddle ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you also, don't you also have an extensive music collection? You know, I do, but so I've got 2,000 or more yeah. LPs and three or 4,000 yeah, CDs. Yeah, that's I, I, I would categorize yeah. that extensive. <laughs> that's a lot, but it's it's funny because it's one of those things I was just talking about this the other day with somebody who is involved with the Hoarders TV show. <laughs> and we were talking about that. And I said, yeah, I said, I've got a lot of books and I've got a lot of CDs and, and media mm-hmm. chunks. You know, that's almost an acceptable thing to hoard in a way. Well, it's, it's like a collection, right? Exactly. Pam, are you there? Pam, are you listening? <laughs> it's a collection. It's not a problem. Um, but, the tr- but the truth is... It's a problem if, if they're in your bed. It's right. a problem well, if yeah, they're in your bathroom. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And they're not. <clears throat> and, and, you know, I probably buy less than five or ten of those things every year now. So, I mean, I don't buy them anymore. And obviously, I mean... We have things like Spotify. You know, I can yeah. Spotify can come up with the most obscure mm. band that I know I have the CD for somewhere, mm. which right. I couldn't find the CD, <laughs> exactly. but I can get it now on Spotify. Right. Exactly. And I can find that. And to a similar degree, it's kind of similar with books too. Right. Like, you know, I, I just I buy very few now and, and make an attempt to try to buy them because I don't want that crap to own me. Yeah. To own me. You know, in my garage is that's where I was going next. Thousands of Hallmark ornaments. Yeah. Didn't you say, as I recall, though, didn't you get those from your parents or Pam's parents? Yeah, my parents, yeah. My right. parents uh, collected them and enjoyed collecting them together Correct. and going to all these shows and things that make me want to punch myself in the nuts. And, <laughs> <laughs> but it was good for them. Um, yeah. I know. I just yeah. the visual of that. You're not punching yourself yeah. very hard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thanks for that. Well, no, because you don't um, want the pain. I mean, yeah, like... and yeah. But, but God love them, and, and, and that's great because, you know, it gave them a a lot of pleasure to do that. Um, me, that's not my thing. But now all of a sudden, <laughs> now that both my parents are gone, guess what? It's my thing now. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. And I did the math and, and it sounds can't... ridiculous because I'm like, there is probably, there's probably at least somewhere between one and 2,000 of these things that they paid anywhere between 10 and $25 for. Wow. I know. Holy crap. And and I'm not, not going to sweat it. I mean, right. when the time comes to 
which Pam would have said was about three years ago. But anyway, <laughs> when, the, when the time comes to as get with rid, the books, yeah, as, as with the books and the CDs, <laughs> exactly. I think she's just trying to get rid of me. <laughs> so, but when the time comes to get rid of that stuff, you know, what I want to do is, you know, find a really good fitting nonprofit that can find a way to like, hey, sell these things either in mass or, right. or, or a one-off sale right. of all these things, raise a lot of money, and great. I don't want to have to deal with that part right. of it. Right. Um, when the time comes, right. which. Yeah. I just need to find the right organization. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I uh, bought quite a few books at Powell's. I've been doing some research on this subject this week and quite, bought quite a few books at Powell's. And I'm like, I don't have any place to put these books, but I really, really need them. And then I'm thinking, but wait, I'm building more tiny houses. <laughs> Called storage oh, containers. Boy. Exactly. <laughs> so now I've found a whole nother reason that I can justify the purchase of certain items because they can be used, and I use air quotes, decor. They would be nice decor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very appropriate for my, decor. For my future, yeah. uh, for my future Airbnbs. It's in, do you guys not, both of you, do you not buy like Kindle book versions of the, your book? I have a Kindle. Um <laughs> It's up in her bookshelf. What does exactly. That what does that mean? <laughs> what does what mean? The laugh? Yeah. Well, you answered the question with I have a Kindle. I have it. Instead Not of, that I have I, any books I on don't. it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, probably the better answer would be <clears throat> I appreciate the experience of turning pages yeah. and reading in bed with a light mm. and um, the tactile experience mm-hmm. of reading books mm-hmm. over the Kindle. Mm-hmm. I do have books on the Kindle. I've read books on the Kindle. It's just not the same experience. Mm-hmm. Um, also, for instance, when I buy books, they are 80 to 90% of the time hardbound. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I don't even like you know um, paperbacks. Mm-hmm. I'll, wow. I'll read paperbacks on a plane or a train yeah. or something like that. It's terribly practical. But when it comes to actually purchasing books that I plan on keeping, um, I love hardbounds. I absolutely really, really like them. And mm-hmm. um yeah, so do you have a do you read books on the Kindle at all or you know, I probably have I don't have the Kindle itself, but I have the Kindle app and I probably have twenty or thirty books on it. They're all business books, but much like you, when I get a book I usually want to get the hardbound mm-hmm. when it's released. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um and yep. enjoy the heft of that. Right. Uh, even though I don't buy a lot of right. them. Hmm. I also um, buy almost every single book. If I know the person and they have written a book, I will buy it and I'll ask them also to sign it as well. Like to me, it you know, I'm surrounding myself with the best wisdom of my friends. Hmm. Um, and so I also, in fact, that was one of the issues when I set up my first Airbnb, The Perch, was the books I had in there. Hmm. And I was like, oh, if someone takes any of these books, I'll just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would no, be really... I'm very much the same way. Either people that I know very well, or people that I've met, and like you know, like Muhammad Yunus and a few books that he signed and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I have, <clears throat> boy, like probably fifteen of Seth Godin's books, who was a client of ours way back when. So I've got every book I think within reason that he's written, and then uh, all the John Callahan books too. Yeah. So it's the same thing where it's a growing group of books that eventually. My, our kids will have right, you know? yeah. just yeah. like those ornaments. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Except exactly. hopefully these are a little bit, you know, more than ho oh, yeah. oh, ho oh, Santa, oh, oh, Jesus. You could pass on the ornaments to your kids. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh my God! Oh, the old 
ultimate. My, my parents ultimate used to revenge. buy them every year for our kids. Yes. And oh, each really? one had their own little ornament collection. <laughs> there you, you get yeah. teddy bears and you get Legos and holy shit. And it's like, and then they even bought a series for in case we ever had a girl. So they'd buy the Barbies. Every really? Year. Oh, oh, in case you hurt me. <laughs> yeah. I do have to say, though, on the ornament side, um, I ha- I don't know. I probably have maybe four or five hundred ornaments, maybe something like that. Um, but they are all contained in two small ornament boxes. Mm. Uh, when the kids moved out, we put them all out on a table. They took an ornament box for their house, mm-hmm. which was all the ornaments that I bought them right. for mm-hmm. themselves over the years. Mm-hmm. And then I took the ornament box that was left, you know, basically. Oh, so it was pretty sizable. But again, I do understand the the nostalgic notion. I love, there's nothing better to me than um, decorating the Christmas tree and you take it out and you tell the story <laughs> and you have that sort of, have, you drink and cry and... Yeah, that's my Christmas tree yeah. experience. So yeah, so when our kids were young, they take the the Michael Vick. Michael uh, he's the he's the uh, football, football player, football, football player. player. Yeah. yeah, and they'd surround him with all the Snoopies. Uh, <laughs> what? So. Michael Vick was the one that was doing dog fighting back when. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Our kids were. They've always been a little twisted. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, apples don't fall far from yeah, exactly. you. <laughs> so you have three sons, mm-hmm. and how far are they from the nest? I mean, you know, they're all still living at home, right. and and our oldest. Are they pursuing entrepreneurship or? Uh, they have at times. Yeah, they've done some eBay sales stuff in the past, and uh, and and sold their own services relative to building websites or media buying online or doing some copywriting and stuff. So they've done some of that with with what? With with little encouragement from me, maybe a good way to put it. Because mm-hmm. I want it to be their own path. I don't want right. them to feel like, hey, we're going to do what dad does. I've never really th- right. thought that's really cool to do to any kids, you know. Right. Um, but they've done that. Our youngest is going to be more along the lines at least it looks right now like of an animal or marine biologist, right? Oh, which is very interesting. Yeah. And it's like mm, Parker, I can't help you at all. Exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anybody that's kind of in that field or that does yeah. that, but that's great. And there's a lot of opportunities there, so it's good. We want them to fo- follow their own path, and um, and you know we're not anxious to say get the hell out of the house. Right. You know, we've never been that kind of parent. That's really um, nice. We may get the hell out of the house ourselves. <laughs> so you guys deal with this if you, shit. If you don't yeah. leave, we're gonna. Exactly. <laughs> we're gone for a year and see ya. Um, but, you know, we enjoy having them around and enjoy being parents and, and always have. So, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's always that's been the challenge for my adult children too. I really like them. Mm-hmm. I like spending time with them and going to the movies with them. And mm-hmm. you know, um, last night my daughter came over. I've been really really busy with stuff, and she keeps on saying, "Can I help? Can I help? Can I help?" Finally, let her come over. I'm like, "Okay, you are here to help. We're not here to hang out. <laughs> We're not, you know." And so I gave. I said, "Okay, you need to go to the grocery store and pick up this stuff. Go pick up my dry cleaners. <laughs> you know, go pick up this in storage. Go drop this off." And then she came back and did my laundry and wow. all kinds of fun stuff like that. So, wow. um, thank you, Alyssa. That's good. I gotta that take some good. notes on that. Yeah. Holy crap. Come on, guys. Make your damn bed. Wow. Come on. So we talked a little <clears throat> bit about um tiny houses for use as homeless. Mm-hmm. Um so um actually I have a different question. I'm probably gonna put you a little on the spot, but Uh-oh. that's what this whole conversation is about. So name your top two favorite tiny house podcast episodes. 
Oh my god, uh, that's hard. You that have so many to choose so, from, though. So hard. It's it's hard because it's hard to remember that's them. That's the thing. But on the other hand, I bet you have two that like comes like straight to mind as being your most or least impressive. Boy, it, and it's weirdly on the spot because in a lot of cases too, I remember the thing and the discussion, but not, mm-hmm. the, not person. the person. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, the guy from Jackson, Oregon. Who we need to talk to again because it's been Joseph. Oh, Joseph, Joseph. Yeah. or Joseph? Yeah, thank you. The guy who yeah. lives in a hole. The guy yeah. who lives in a hole. Yeah. Who may right. live in a different thing now. That's right. He Maybe lives in a crescent now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't crescent Oregon a place? Yes, anyway, so but but I mean that was just an amazing discussion, and it's funny because you know what listeners don't know. I don't think we talked about it, but we first tried to talk to him. We couldn't do the show because he had such shitty reception. Yeah, right. And we called him back, and he was like, "Do you remember his name?" Anyway. Shoot, it's on our spreadsheet, it people. Spreadsheet. So we said, "Hey, you know, at this, you know, we called them back and we said, how's it sound to you?'" He said, "Good." Okay, well, good. And okay, well, you gonna re- have you got ready? Yep. And we're like, "Oh, we're looking at each other like, oh, this show is not going to work. It's a lot like this show, anyway." Um, and uh, and all of a sudden, we unpacked, you know, like Thoreau. Yeah. I mean, the guy was, was just amazing. amazing told yeah. incredible stories, and that was one of our first. Ten shows. Yeah, yeah it he was, was pretty super early vulnerable on. too. Yeah, yeah. super about, vulnerable. Yeah. He oh, talked yeah. about his marriage yeah. and how yeah. it yeah. kind of separated and kids and. So I put married. that one as as a highlight. <clears throat> um, I mean, I can. That's a problem. Is I could list a lot of them, and a lot of them were are a lot of people that we've had, especially in the first maybe six months that we should have back. Yeah, right. That sure, we haven't it's had been so long. Well, yeah, and we were you know shitty back then. Yeah, we were crappy. <laughs> we were working on it, and we've right. gotten theoretically a lot better. At least mm-hmm. our right. equipment has. But anyway, um, <laughs> so we'll sound better. <laughs> um, Thank you, Rick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Netspace. Yeah, just so many. I mean, an experience just with you guys. I mean, like you know, sitting in the tiny house church, talking oh, yeah. to those three women mm-hmm. was. Uh, just a highlight. Trailblazers. You know? mm-hmm. That was the tiny house trailblazers yep. at Jam Jam Two. Exactly. Yeah. So there are things like that too. Those ex- experiences are some of the remotes that we've right. done that really stand out. Or going up to the thing in Mount Hood. So oh, yeah. yeah, there's a, there's not. I can't say there's any even one or two, but you know, there's experiences and things that I remember more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. We all three traveled to the second Jamboree. <laughs> That's pretty cool. This year, it's actually going to be in uh, August in Austin. Ooh, jeez. Hotter, yeah, hotter than Hades, but yeah. uh, at least it'll be in a better town. That's a little bit more really? politically accepted. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Austin. Yeah, yeah. last year it was oh. in Arlington, and it, we were right in the middle of uh, conservative central. So yeah. Arlington, Texas? Yes. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's going to be a lot more approachable in Austin. Plus, it's better. such a tiny house mecca on top yeah, of totally. the yeah, 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 I think so. Austin, yeah. Portland, in an oven. Okay, what time is it? It is 37 minutes in. Okay, so seven more minutes. Question, go Perry. So what do you, so if you had to, if you had to. <laughs> Normally we do this with hand signals, yeah, yeah, but yeah. since we're talking to yeah. you, we might as well just. Yep. So if yeah. you were going to build a tiny house, this is, this is even more on the spot. Uh-oh. If you were going to build a tiny house, which tiny house builder would you not go to? I'm just, oh. ki- I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Which, which tiny house builder would you choose and why? Oh, wow. That is on the spot. Yeah. Not no only does way. he have to remember all the people we interviewed, but then he has to think about their tiny house. <laughs> yeah, and why. Yeah. Um, mm. I mean, I might even go something as 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 direct, honestly, as like maybe Michelle. Just because she's done 
you know, working on third and fourth. She understands a lot of the other stuff about it that a lot of builders don't or don't care about or don't mm-hmm. pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, all of her things have been different enough that it's all been a different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'd go to one of the... Um, yeah, I don't want to say others who I wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I guess the only other one that I would even consider that, that just impressed me, but I, you know, I've not seen their homes, but is the... Uh, uh, the Amish builder that's not the I, Amish I builder. I you would say <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that just because of how he talked about yeah, it, how right. he talked about the builds and the people he pulls in. And again, it's like, this is why, you know, there's like a startup person and startup investor, you get pulled into the stories, right. not necessarily to the things themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and the stories he told about his people and the builds and the quality mm-hmm. and everything else, it's like, you know, you want to trust but verify. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That was really, really sweet of you to say. I absolutely adore this movement. And I was joking with the kids the other day and I said, you know, I made this joke something about, oh yeah, I remember when I was living in a tiny house and that tiny house thing and suggesting to my children that this was just a fad. And they both <laughs> looked at me with shock and horror and they're like, don't even say that. You know, like, <laughs> like uh, you know, they're convinced that this is me forever. Um, so I appreciate it very much. I put so much into into what I do. So, if someone would come to you and ask you to build them a tiny house, would you? Um, well, as you know, I'm doing that now. I know that, with but the te- it's kind with of a favor. Yeah, that's it's, more of a yeah. Pub, uh, I don't want to say publicity, but well, it uh, kind of is though. Yeah. Okay. Good. So I'm the, the short answer, the I short like answer, a private, right? Individual. The sure, the short answer to that question is, I don't yet know, mm. but. The longer answer is I need to formulate that answer. Mm. I have about six weeks to formulate that answer. Because once this yeah, I know. the Street of Dreams house goes live, for lack of a better term, yep. um, you know, I am building a brand. I'm building a website. I'm building a, a sort of infrastructure around taking advantage of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But again, that being <clears throat> said, um, that's that house. Like right. what if someone wants me to build them their house? Right. So I don't know what that answer is. I don't know if I... The answer gonna, is there's two prices. There's off the shelf, <laughs> right. and there's custom. Yeah, right, right. You yeah. know, but do you want to take it on? That's the well, big. Well, that's, that's the, the real thing. Question. Like, I, I feel like I go, okay. Well, if you have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank right now, the answer is yes. If you're going to nickel and dime me, and we're going to spend the next nine months arguing over what the color blue is, <laughs> you know, so. Um, I don't know what the answer is, but I'm going to formulate a mm-hmm. really, really specific elevator pitch version of my uh-huh. answer pretty soon. Well, and, and a filter, like you just said, how is this person going to be to work with? Because right. it's going right. to be a multi-month process yeah. and you don't want to be locked into that baloney. Nope. Right. And I also don't want to be, again, um, nickel and dimed. I don't nickel and dime my you know, subcontractors and you get to the point where, okay, well, we need to do it done like I, I just don't you know I don't uh, so anyways um, thank you for asking it's I don't know it'll be interesting well that's easy just add 10 or 15 grand to your bid and you're good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the startup way well, uh, yeah well wouldn't it be it'd be very arrogant however of me to suggest that I could say that like oh I don't know so tell me about yourself like I don't want my answer to be it depends on how much I like you but maybe that is the answer right well, no it's not how much you like you because you're basically still entering into a, a multi-month relationship with somebody so it is like let's see how we can work together yeah. because right. and, and you can have that answer because you're not trying to build five a month or mm-hmm. one a month or anything like that. Yeah. So, one yeah. at a time. One at a time, and I want to make sure we can work together Really well. selective. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We'll see. We will definitely see. Yeah, we'll so. see. Along with how much money you got in the bank. 
That didn't mean three dollars. I was gonna. I, three, I, I thought it did. Three minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes. Okay. So final question, Mark. How Uh-oh. much money do you have in the bank? Not much. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Not enough to have me build, build you a tiny house. Okay. Yep. There you go. <laughs> and so with that. Wow, that was fast three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Alexis, play us a song, I guess. <laughs> Alexa. I didn't think she heard that. Do you have a joke, Alexa? Oh, that's a better one. Oh, Alexa, you fail. Alexa, tell us a joke, please. Why did the baseball catcher spend a night at the field? Because he felt right at home. I was going to say uh, that. Thank you, Alexa. You know, I heard, I heard on, I read on the internet that someone was saying that you should never date a, a man who treats their Alexa um, abusively. And I, I bring that comes to mind because every time Mark asks Alexa to he do something, says, he always says please. <laughs> so, Mark, listen, listeners out there, Mark's a good guy, although he's married. But. <laughs> Um, but, I, but. does, does he do, does he do, do you do that because you think someone's listening? I asked him, I, I can't remember what his why answer was. I said, well, I've actually read a couple articles on this <clears> since because I, you know, caught myself doing it and we do the same thing at home when we bought this stupid device. And, <laughs> and Wait a like, second. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. And uh, oh, going the other direction. Exactly. Because <laughs> well, I didn't want to get it until our kids kind of talked us into getting it for uh-huh. Pam. But anyway, um, it just feels natural. Oh. It feels right. It feels like if you're talking to somebody on the phone, mm-hmm. there's somebody else on the other end of that, even though I know that isn't the human being yeah. yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, scratch that itch. Anyway. Um, so Sorry, it, I, I'm not sure. I'm sure you're not. <laughs> um, yeah, it just, it just feels natural to do. I think it's just too baked in. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> The name of our episode, Too Baked In. Too Baked baked In. in. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I know this is a... uh not non-typical tiny house podcast. We like those though. Yeah, the opportunity to meet your hosts. Mark is, is a non-typical is. guy. Mm. That's right. And we're going to be interspersing other interviews of our co-hosts throughout the next several episodes. So and more non-typical people like we all building are. code people and fire department people. Oh, and, we are. Oh, yeah. good. I'm glad to hear that because that has been. I know that's been a. I'll just say that some people in the room have not been interested in having those conversations because they're government and they were perceived to be boring conversations. But like those are interesting. Well, I, mean, I know our listeners some, want to hear yeah. some of that. Yeah, yeah, I totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, the people that I've invited that that have accepted, we just got to get them in the schedule. They're very entertaining, super supportive, really entertaining. Yeah. And one of them even has said that he might have to come on our show incognito. Um, <laughs> Like we can't, he they can't see a mask. No, 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 no. <laughs> he can't. Say, oh yeah, change his voice. He can't say his name or who he works for because his opinions are specifically in contrary to the opinions uh, of the jurisdiction of that he works for. Got and it. I think that that's a interesting fun. conversation yeah. to have. He yeah. may or may not decide that he wants to hide his name necessarily, yeah. but um, but he can again, alter his voice. I wonder yeah. if Rick could do that. Yeah, he, he might be tough. able to, or there might be a way to do it on ours. Mm, Maybe he separates yeah. that. And, track he's, all, and he's got such a generic name too, so yeah. that'll be fine. Anyway, oh, yeah. so um, yeah, we got some definitely more out of the box, yeah. um, out of the People box coming. guests coming. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we got a really good guest coming up that I'm not going to spill much more beans. But if if she is willing to come on, it's going to be a tearjerker show. Oh no, yeah, it's really good, really really great story. All right, are we good? We're good.
Thank you very much for listening. Tune in next week because we'll have another interview, not with one of our guests. Well, not with one of our co-hosts, probably. We're going to intersperse these, right? Yeah. I think yeah, yeah. Plan. It'll, it'll okay. be a while before they hear from one of us again. Okay, good. Merry and, Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Rick McNerney. Thank you, Rick. Bye, everybody. Yeah, awesome side. guy. Bye. Namaste. Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com, where you will also find our show notes, if we remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Maine. Our website is hosted by the gang at Sightcast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon. <laughs>